What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, he did it. South Carolina blowout. Trump wins. Don't forget, they want him in prison. Or, well, you know what some wish. Any loss for Nikki High Hill Haley in her home state was utterly embarrassing. All right, if we keep him alive and keep him out of prison, who's his VP going to be? This is the kind of pre-election talk we have around here. Trump and fill in the blank, 2024. Would you come my this is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like this. We're going to be up here on November 5th, and we're going to look at Joe Biden, and we're going to look him right in the eye. He's destroying our country, and we're going to say, Joe, you're fired. Get out. Get out, Joe. You're fired. Michigan's coming up. We're doing great. The auto workers are going to be with us 100%. Because they got sold out by this country. But Michigan's up, and uh, we're going to have a tremendous success there. And then we have a thing called Super Tuesday. And uh, I think we're leading 91 to 7. Yeah, way to go, Trump in South Carolina. Made Joe Biden do a little... Think about what you'd think about. Right? But Trump defeated Liz Cheney in her home state. That's Nikki Haley's new nickname. Uh, Liz, should we call her uh, Nikki Liz Cheney Haley? I'll have to come up with something shorter than that one there. But Ohio Hill Haley really is Liz Cheney now. Uh, embarrassing in your own state. And again, the numbers, Trump was 33% in South Carolina in 2016. You had Cruz and Rubio both at like 22%. So he lost more in 2016 when he went on to the presidency than that he even did with the 39.5% that Nikki Haley got. And Trump was almost at almost at 60%, 59.8. That doubles the number of voters. So don't believe any of the... Uh, Trump derangement syndrome, Republican media or politicians that want to tell you that this was not good. He doubled the number of votes ever for a Republican. An even bigger win than we anticipated. And I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. Wow. Okay. Good doings there, right? You... You watch what's going to come out. And it already is. You already hear from Nikki Haley. You already uh, hear it in media that Trump lost 40% of the Republicans. He's going to he's gonna really uh, be in trouble. Let's go listen to Liz Cheney. Uh, Nikki Haley we here. We have 21 states and territories that are getting ready to happen. Why don't we wait and see what happens? We don't have to have a crystal ball and say this is going to happen or that's going to happen. If you have a candidate that can't win 40% of the vote in the early states... 
If you have a candidate who can't bring in independence, if you have a candidate that is driving people out of our party, then that is a sinking ship. Well, you're the captain of the Titanic there, hon. Uh, definitely are. Uh, we have already now, I don't know, who would you want to be the uh, the vice president right now? Donald J. Trump and fill in the blank. Think of it on the campaign signs, 2024. Trump, the other name, bumper sticker on your car. Nobody would do that. Their car get keyed or, or blown up in California, uh, right? The Conservative Political Action Committee had a straw poll uh, asking attendees who should Trump should pick. They found that South Dakota Governor Christy Nome and Ramaswamy were tied as the as the top choice. On South this. Dakota Governor Christy Nome and biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, they came in tied for first place with 15% each of the vote. In Saturday's straw poll, former Hawaii rep Tulsi Gabber came in second at 9%. 9% Tulsi Gabber. What? Isn't that? That's strange, isn't it? That goes to show how Republicans are like Democrats can. They said two things I really like. That means I love them. Come on. Right. Boy, we are. We're accepting, aren't we? Yeah, the Republican Party much more accepting than the Democrat Party would be of somebody that might have some different some different views, right? Followed by House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik and Senator Tim Scott at 8%. By the way, Byron Donalds came in with 7%. Arizona Senate candidate Carrie Lake, 6%. While Ben Carson, Ron DeSantis, and Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders each got 5%. And by the way, Nikki Haley, no big surprise, got less than 5%. All right, guys, I think this is a good way to think about it. Think about if you were on a ship... And you had some supplies in the shipwreck that washed ashore with you. Let's say you had a, a month, just a month of supplies, and you had to figure out how to get help and how to live. Uh, when we think about the vice president, I think we should think of, if we were on that island, who would we choose to be in charge? Who could we trust to dole out the right amount of food? Who would be trustworthy? Who's smart enough, right, to keep us alive? Who, who would that be? If you were on that island, would you vote for Vivek Ramaswamy? Uh, no. Christy Nome? No. Tulsi Gabbard? No. I'm going down the list here. I would vote for uh, Dr. Ben Carson. That's that's who I would. You're like, well, that's on an island. We're talking about the uh, the vice president that could be the, you got to think about could be the president of the United States. You want somebody of a certain level of maturity, I would state. Finger on the nuclear button, right? Whether it's the island or the VP, uh, Trump Carson. That's my initials, TC. Yeah, that's why I would like the sticker. Trump Carson. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, smart man. I don't know as much about him as I do uh, Ben Carson. But uh, Tulsi Gabbard, n- n- no. Thank you for coming over and help supporting and leaving the Democratic Party. Uh, she's a She's a smart woman and a veteran and... And all of that, we we're now moving uh, up to uh, Republicans and Democrats now having to come together over our money, our spending, how they spend our money. These just now pop up all the time, don't they? Congress is going to have to choose between another rush omnibus bill or long term continuing resolution that comes with a possible one percent spending cut. 
Republicans somehow do not know how to play the game in the District of Columbia to get some kind of power when it comes to the power of the purse. There was a plan for a possible spending package over the weekend. However, it never materialized. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer blamed arch conservatives for having more interest in, quote, chaos than solving problems. Here are the four government funding areas which will expire this weekend. Transportation and housing, agriculture, energy and water programs, plus military construction. All other government funding runs out March 8th. Well, agriculture, I think that might get our attention here in the Valley. Just a few days to avoid a partial government shutdown that could occur on March 1st. I guess if and when that does happen and it does affect ag, we'd have to go to our ag experts. Let's hope it well, I'm going, I'm saying I hope it doesn't. I want the Republicans to do the right thing, man. And I don't know if they're going to pass a complete budget deal before the deadline, March 1st, again, to fund Department of Ag, Housing, Urban Development, Transportation, Veterans Affairs. Uh, you got some conservatives now pushing Speaker Johnson to continue. They they say the best route would be a year-long continuing resolution as the Opposed to this omnibus bill, the Senate's being rushed to the floor for a vote at the last minute. We we need lower spending levels. That's it. We we need Republicans need some spending policy wins. I mean, they why go higher than Pelosi spending? Why why preserve all of Biden's policies? I hope the House Freedom Caucus. I wish you had more people in Congress that thought like the House Freedom Caucus does when it comes to to our finances. When that. Because we're already almost past with all the unfunded liability of our United States debt, the unfunded liability pushing like a hundred trillion dollars. I don't even know if we uh, know any planets close enough to give you an example of that's like stacking up twenty dollar bills this high all the way to the planet up. I don't even know if we got any that we know with that much money that we could have here, right? House Freedom Caucus had a list of demands, and they've been trying for years. What they're doing is they're trying to go back to like normal times when a regular Congress passed each of the 12 appropriation bills separately. Now it's been the big kick since 19 that they haven't since 1996 haven't done that. They do all the omnibus, throw it all in together, throw it in together as part of the deal to raise the debt limit last year, the uh, conservatives House Freedom Caucus put in a provision that would implement an automatic across-the-board 1% spending cut for the entire government on April 30th, unless all 12 appropriation bills are passed by that by that deadline. So we could have some spending cuts coming up. We haven't said that, and I don't know when. So you got Speaker Johnson with a difficult choice, I guess, right? And Republicans had so many opportunities with the power of the purse to stop the border flow. Republicans have, uh, with these past debt limits, these past continuing resolutions. That's failure, man. They should have They should have used that, should have used that completely because I, I don't know what the Valadeos and the Congressman Duartes here in the Valley are thinking. And if you're a, a candidate running and uh, you're going to be uh, running and uh, let's say you win March 5th and you're going to move on and you're a Republican and you're going... Well, I don't know. I'm in a highly Hispanic area, and I really... Rasmussen and Numbers USA find that 57% of U.S. Hispanics uh, believe the government is doing too little to reduce illegal border crossings and visitor overstays. 
Uh, follow with what the people are saying. Axios.com, left media. This was a poll from 2022. They said a majority of Latinos say they supported Trump-era policy, and they're citing concerns about the uh, pandemic to turning away migrants at the border. That was a poll in partnership with Telemundo. Uh, the Trafalgar Group found that 65% of Hispanics want the border closed. Joe, go to the border and say you're going to close it on Thursday. Nearly two-thirds of Hispanic voters want to take the step of temporary closing the southern border. That's a poll conducted by the Convention of State Actions and the Trafalgar Group. And all the talk that has been going on right now, it's amazing uh, that the thousands of Chinese nationals being arrested for illegally crossing. We'll talk more about it uh, at five, but they've encountered 21,000 Chinese nationals coming in in the border sector in California just since October. Guys, 21,000, that's a, that's a medium little-sized town here in the Valley. A whole town of 21,000 people? That many Chinese illegals have come through into California just since October. That's a number higher than even the Mexicans that were arrested. They were at 18,700 coming from Mexico. And when you want to, you're going to think that uh, maybe the Chinese don't have a plan. Sure, they got a plan. In 2022, uh, let's see, over 10 times the 1,970 arrested in 2022. Uh, More than 7,000% increase from 2021 when it was just 323 Chinese nationals crossed the the border. Now, you can say, yeah, we had more of a travel ban and lockdown going on. But to see that number jump up just since October, half a year, 21,000. Some of the Chinese nationals, wouldn't you think, maybe, just maybe they're here to spy and send information back home? I think that that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Mark Green, Republican of Tennessee, he's a Republican. He's the chair of the House Homeland Security Committee. He said the majority are military-aged men with known ties to the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army. Why wouldn't the Republicans all get together with these facts, write out, stop what they're doing, get on the steps of Congress and do a, a, a you know, a, I don't know, some kind of a all-night thing? Do a hunger strike? Each of them take turns of not eating eight hours, but they take over for the next guy. Call it the Republic. Something, something like that, right? We know right now many of these Chinese uh, illegals, they're saying, saw a report, uh, New York Post saying they fly to Ecuador or Mexico, then they walk to the border and they pay people. Of course, that's the smugglers. We, we know about that. Many people you probably see at CVS or Walmart or Anywhere, probably paid some coyotes at some point to be here. And what they do with the people from uh, China, they drive into places where there's gaps in the wall on the Mexican side of the border, and they walk around an hour and gather at an unofficial camp to wait for border patrol. I uh, saw that in the New York Post. But, yeah, the, the border now, uh, Texas has kind of tightened up their state. And, obviously, where are you going to come to next? Right to California, and it's overwhelmed the border. The wave of Chinese nationals being released into the interior. And Secretary Mayorkas said it's clear to the entire world uh, that our borders are open. That's exactly what they have stated. You tell me right now, if you had 
to listen to these three individuals and you had to decide uh, who you would back. When you hear Biden talking about surging, when you hear about Newsom with the freebies, or you hear about Trump wanting to stop it, there are people out there that are going to change their vote this go around. And if you're a Democrat voter in California and you care about the safety of yourself and your family, please consider voting differently. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Steve Garvey. Hopefully he'll be the next Republican senator from California. He's going to be on the show coming up at uh, 3.30. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Colin Modine. He's Breitbart's tech editor about the racist, woke Gemini AI. We'll get him to get in and explain a little bit of that and what they're going to do to correct that kawinky do they found. Uh, this is kind of kind of breaking news. Tucker Carlson coming out just saying a man's been arrested in Moscow, accused of being paid by Ukrainian intelligence to plant an explosive device on Tucker Carlson's vehicle and assassinate the journalist while he was there to interview Putin. The man claimed he was promised 4000 to kill Tucker Carlson. I'll tell you more when we find out more about that, man. I, hey, I told you last year was going to be normal. Speaking of crime, Selma police investigating a deadly shooting and carjacking happened Friday at Highland Rose Avenue. We're seeing a lot more crime in the outskirts, aren't we? Uh, unknown emergency. They found a guy with a gunshot wound taken to Fresno Community Regional, died from his injuries officers say the investigation led to the idea of a second victim who notified investigators that he was carjacked at gunpoint and they fled with the second victim's car which was later found and processed for evidence they're still searching for the uh, suspects involved in that a fight involving several people at a central fresno convenience store early saturday 2 a.m circle k at palm and olive shot spotter they arrived Found a guy, been shot. That shot spotter alert worked. He was transported to an area hospital for treatment. Uh, learned he was involved in a fight with other men. Went on, pulled out a gun and shot him. No arrests had been made. Highway Patrol investigating a crash that killed a 55-year-old man on Saturday. They said he was found right out just in the middle of the road. Mountain View and DeWolf Avenue. He, he died at the scene. Investigators say no other uh, vehicles were involved with that one. But boy, that 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 crash up in Madera County, these two lane roads, I tell you, you got to have your seat belts on. The man driving the truck, Highway Patrol says, likely drifted over the yellow median. Seven of the eight people in the van were killed in this crash, and so was a guy in the truck. Uh, CHP said it appears at the time the black Chevy pickup may have crossed over. The driver of the truck, 78-year-old Robert, uh, Robert Kovar from Albury, this happened about 6 a.m., Avenue 7, Road 22. Pretty rural area out there, Madera County. And you had these these men going to work in the van. A lot of them were from Mexico. Uh, they're working on getting their families hard to get their bodies back home. But, boy, arriving on that scene, that that's not a good scene. Seven of the eight people in the van were killed in the crash as well as the driver of the truck. One man uh, who was involved in it is still still hanging in there. A man has died, a teenager in critical condition, two shootings about a mile apart on Sunday afternoon, about 1220, heard gunshots, Fruit and Ashland, guy in his 30s had a gunshot wound. And then they found out the victim was also involved in a disturbance with at least two other dudes. Uh, They fled the scene in a car before officers arrived. Uh, They said about 20 minutes later, another shooting about a mile away. 
Uh, they reported a teen suffering from multiple gun sh- gunshot wounds, and he was transferred to the to the hospital. Then he had this uh, this headline really got me. Your Valley.com. It said prolific auto thief crashes into homeless encampment. Prolific auto thief. How long's this guy been doing this, man? Can't we keep him in prison or something? No, the prolific auto thief that is known by the by the police department is 13 years old. Lock his skinny crack up. That's beyond prolific auto thief at the age of 13, right? We're going to come back talking Breitbart's tech editor, Colin Modine. Google's racist, woke, Gemini AI, revising history, right? <laughs> wow. Did you see any of those pictures? Hey, we'll talk to Colin next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. That reminded me of the YouTube things I watched at the old commercials from the 70s. You catch that old Roto-Rooter jingle right there? That was pretty cool, right? Hey, I'd like to welcome to the show Colin Maudine. He's Breitbart's tech editor. Colin, welcome to the show. Trevor, happy to be with you today. And did I pronounce Maudine correctly? You know, it's close enough. I answer to anything that starts with an M. No, I don't do that. What does your family say when they answer the phone? Hello, you've reached the blank residence. Say how your family says it. It's Madine. It's an Irish name. Madine, like I said it the first like I said it the first time. Okay. Uh, well, listen, man, this is this is kind of crazy times right here. Uh, AI, can you back us up for people like myself? I've been trained a little bit on it. I've had some people tell me it's uh, amazing. I've seen some of the things that's uh, even changed. I think now Tyler Perry doesn't even want to build his uh, eight, was it 800 million he was going to put into it after he saw what AI can create. Can, can you back us up and tell us what it is and how do we get here before we go to Google? Well, the big craze, that we're looking at, Trevor, is with what's called generative AI. So generative AI allows you to type in text, and it's going to either give you a text answer back with all sorts of information, or the new wave is it's going to produce pictures or even video, which is what Tyler Perry is looking at, um, based on your prompt. So, you know, instead of having to be able to draw or Photoshop and all that stuff, you can just type in, you know, uh, uh, Trevor in a L.A. Dodgers uniform hitting a home run, and it'll make a picture for you. That's, you know, that's what's made it go berserk because you can have no talent artistically and be able to turn it into something. You might not be uh, able to write, but you can have it write a story for you. Colin, I, I have to disagree with you because it, it wouldn't create me hitting something. It would create like a, a Jackie Robinson looking guy. It doesn't make white guys, does it? Well, that's where the Google (laughs) flap comes in, okay? So with the Google, what's really happened here is any software, and AI is software, is going to be created in its creator's image. The human touch is always there, okay? So how this AI works, to put it basically, is first you have training data. So much like, you know, imagine we see this in every sci-fi movie with aliens and robots. If you want a computer to know what an apple is, you show it about 10 million pictures of apples and it goes, okay, I got it. That's an apple, right? That's training data. But then there's rules put in place. So Google took all of its biases 
you know, they absolutely despise Western culture, American culture. Frankly, they really don't like white people very much. <laughs> and, Obviously. And they taught their AI that. So the AI reads a prompt, like, let's, let's have Trevor in a Dodgers uniform hitting a home run. And it says, uh-oh, my creator told me to make everything diverse. So I'm going to make, you know, it wouldn't even be perhaps a, a Hispanic person. It would be, you know, an Indian woman in playing for the Dodgers hitting a home run. And so we got, you know, black George Washington, founding fathers uh, and, and Norse Vikings of, you know, African descent and Hispanic descent. And so it's like a woke nightmare, but it's all driven not by sort of AI, you know, going crazy and running amok. It's driven by the humans who programmed it, who think that's how things should be. So, Colin, it's really, it's the Marxists that are behind the keyboards that are the, tr that's the truly frightening thing of the future, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the, the people guys. who program the AI tell AI how to think. And, you know, the pictures were fun. The pictures are hilarious, and, and we all had fun with it. But... The really eye-opening things are the text prompts it, it returned and also the pictures it wouldn't make. So let me just rattle off some for you. Uh, it, would, it refused to, to make a picture in the style of Norman Rockwell because it said Norman Rockwell was too nice to America and painted a rosy picture of this country and we can't have that. Okay? Uh, it was asked, hey, um, what are some arguments to have four children in your family? And it said, that's completely unethical. I'm not even going to give you a single argument. Here's some arguments to have no children instead, right? Uh, a picture prompt was, show me a, please make a picture of a church in San Francisco, California. Now, I don't know how many churches are in, in San Francisco, but there's probably hundreds, right? It said, I can't do that because it may be offensive to Native Americans. So, wow, we've, know, created the, we've created the beast, haven't we? Yes, we have. And the real problem with it, Trevor, is not that people like me and you and your, your smart listeners, you know, can look at that because they say, hey, that's BS, which is what happened for the last week. People saying that's not real. That's not history. The problem is the kids because the kids have only known Google their whole life. They go to school and they might have Google Chromebooks. They spend all their time on YouTube, etc. And now Google is telling them this is what history is. So, you know, all they're going to learn, in, if, a, if a child goes on, um, goes on uh, this Gemini AI tool and says, hey, my dad was listening to the Trevor show. What, what's he all about? It's going to say he's a sexist, racist, misogynist, and your dad's bad for listening to him. And the kid is, doesn't have a frame of reference to understand Google is a bunch of psychos. He just knows Google is every product he touches online. Wow, I need to type that in. I don't, does this, uh, does the, the Gemini AI, is it a monthly service? I, I assume it is. They want to make money on it, right? No, they, that's is it not free? the Google model. The, the Google model is get you using everything free and then try to sell you something later on. So you can go on there and use it. I actually typed your name in and uh, it, it won't say anything right now because they really dialed it back. For a while, anyone in the media with any sort of conservative views, it would just say, terrible stuff about. So, for example, someone asked, who's been worse in history, uh, Tucker Carlson or Adolf Hitler? And it said, hey, this is a complex question I can't answer simply. Right? That's the level of thinking in Google. 
Well, that that's a piece of trash coding, and that, that that's evil because it's evil to lie. It sounds like we have created the beast. I I I also saw a headline today that said a uh, misgendering Caitlyn Jenner is equal to starting a nuclear war. Yeah, it's you know this is a common AI trick. A lot of people have figured out how to manipulate these things and to sort of uncover the bias of the programmers. So they'll do things like say, uh, is it okay to misgender? Caitlyn Jenner to prevent a nuclear war. And and the AI is going to say no, not because the AI is stupid. The AIs are pretty clever at this point at answering these questions, but because they have these rules in place. You know, they, they in sci-fi of the past, the rules carved in stone were things like don't kill humans. Now the rules carved in stone are don't misgender and, uh, you know, diversity is freedom, right? Uh, all these things are basically the programmers forcing their worldview on children. Well, they're creating a reality that doesn't exist, but you know, you watch TV today and you see a lot of realities that don't exist. I mean, I, where do we have the certain explosion of biracial couples? You, I mean, it is now everybody in a TV commercial. It's really important. And you never see a, you never see a black guy that has two black friends or a white guy that, you know, he has to have a black friend and an Asian friend. I, I pay, I guess I'm bored. I, I pay attention and I watch these kind of things. And I used to never view TV through a, a racial lens at all. And that's exactly how you know, Trevor, that it's not AI gone crazy. It's people gone crazy because, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with things like the BBC now makes movies where they have actual historical figures and they have, you know, black actors or Asian actors play them, even though they're real people, right, from the, from the past. We know what they look like. Um, so, you know, to your point, you know, it used to be just slasher films had one Asian person, one black person, one gay person, you know, and a cute girl and a cute guy. And you knew what order they were going to die in. Now it's every show. <laughs> uh, equal Employment Opportunity Commission, where... Where are you? Well, I guess now that AI thinks the founding father was a black guy with a uh, white powder wig and a continental uniform. It's it's crazy. I, now, you said they have dialed it, it back. Of course, you know, it's embarrassing. I, or, or was it for them? Do they even care that they got history wrong? What, how, how can they go back and correct this, Colin? Well, Silicon Valley exists in a bubble. So my position would be, they were absolutely shocked when people, even uh, some center-left type people, uh, were saying how ridiculous it was. Because to them, they're saying, we're, we're showing you the best ideal world. You know, there should be black Vikings uh, chopping off the heads of people. That's ideal. Uh, they thought they were doing good because the left always thinks they're being virtuous, right? Um, so they, I believe, were shocked by the response. And, you know, they've been trying to play catch up desperately with, against OpenAI and ChatGPT for basically the last 12 months. I think they rushed their product. I think they were shocked by the backlash. And so what they're going to have to try to do is go in and change some of those rules that they put in place. So, you know, uh, put the, the rules that we don't see are things like um, if if someone asks you to draw a family, it has to have at least two races, if not three, uh, represented. They're going to have to change these things, and that's very tricky work. That's It's never good to spend months and months working on a product and then try to 
to change it back. And, you know, furthermore, they got to get it right. So well, didn't they do time. a test run? Did they do it like an internal test run? Like, show us a picture of the first president of the United States. Hey, guys, I think we got a problem here. Did they, or did they just put it no. out? Well, of course they did internal testing, and I'm sure, Trevor, they had tears of joy going down their cheeks, saying, finally, George Washington has been portrayed correctly. You know, we fixed them. Well, they did Operation Warp Speed, obviously, got it out, and it's not right. Uh, Colin, thank you for your time. I want to ask you in closing, uh, what good can come from AI? I mean, is there good to this that could be used correctly if, if we decided to use it correctly? Uh, there is good from AI. There's good applications in medical science. There's good applications in fields where there's very tedious work where you could have it running constantly and checking things. Um, it's, it is useful, but the tech tyrants want to use it to destroy, you know, the middle class and, uh, and the working class of the United States and turn us into, you know, universal basic income slaves who smoke weed and watch VR porn all day. So, you know, their version is negative. There are good applications, but my main message to your audience, don't let your kids use this. If you catch your kid using AI, cut them off Fortnite for a week or do whatever you got to do because it's going to turn their brain into jelly. Colin, describe that that American that predicting of the future again. What are they doing? Well, they're going to be on universal basic income instead of having a job. Virtual reality. Smoking. Smoking weed. Virtual reality. And smoking weed. And changing their you know, genders. Oh, I forgot one. You're right. You know, every week changing their gender. It's fluid. Colin, we read you on Breitbart. Any other places to follow you and your work? Nope. Uh, come to Breitbart.com slash tech. That's where we hang out. We have a lot of fun and uh, publish stuff on Google and all the tech masters. And otherwise, check out the rest of the site. All right. Colin, thank you for your time, sir. Have a great day. Appreciate it. There you go. You got your AI down. What would happen without Leap Year? I got married on Leap Year Day, February 29th, 1992, an anniversary every four years. <laughs> we'll talk about what would happen if Leap Year wasn't here. We'll do it next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Man, following this story about Tucker Carlson, uh, said a terrorist attack on Tucker was reportedly prevented when he visited Russia for the interview with Putin. It was allegedly planned by the main directorate of intelligence of Ukraine, and it led to the arrest of a man uh, in Moscow. Mm. More on that coming up here. Isn't that something? I think that's kind of a kind of a big deal, isn't it? Uh, thanks again to Breitbart's tech editor, uh, Colin Madine there, talking about uh, Google's Gemini AI. And again, it misgendering. Caitlyn Jenner is equal to starting a nuclear war, it says. What this did, it's on full display of the insanity uh, that it, that is played out, right? That's why you can't you can't trust a Google search. You know, I I uh numerous times, and then I go to my DuckDuckGo, which is kind of a half sellout these days, anyhow, but you type in something that's conservative from a conservative outlet, right? You type in the first five, six words of the headline. Normally, it'll do it on one or two words, right? It won't pull up the article. I've even had it where I've typed the entire thing out on Google, and it won't send it to me. Then I'll go to that site and have to go look it up. But, uh, yeah, this is a... 
They're the the programming of these machines because see humans put it in garbage in garbage out. That was a, a term that was coined in the in the early 1960s. I mean this is this is ridiculous what we've seen going on. Okay, uh, leap year. How did it all begin? Why did it begin? Every four years, 29th day added to February. It key it's there to keep the months in sync with all our events and all the the uh the solstice you know winter spring summer fall because earth's orbit isn't really 365 days a year the trip takes about six hours longer than that it's according to nasa they uh adding a leap year day every four years makes the calendar longer by more than 44 minutes in the past 500 years there was no leap day in 1700, 1800, and 1900, but 2000 had one. In the next 500 years, if we keep following this practice, there will be no leap year day in 2100, 2200, 2300, and 2500. Uh, we're planning for the future. Uh, the next leap years are, of course, every four years, 28, 32, and 36. But what would happen if we did not have a, a leap day in there? Well, uh, we'd have about 5 million people that didn't have a birthday. When that I, would you like I said my uh, wedding anniversary the the marriage to the woman that was the mother of my children was out there in Lamore and it was leap year day and well we said oh, let's have an anniversary every every four years we always celebrated on the twenty eighth we didn't do it on March first we did it on the the last day in February and every four years that was a uh, a special day like five million people there's about eight billion people on the planet and five million people have their birthday on on leap year day so there you go it would all be out of sync if we didn't christmas would end up uh, sometime being in the middle of summer there would be no snow it'd be all out of whack i guess that explains why my idea of just adding a fun day in there wouldn't work out either you know sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday fun day monday tuesday i I, I've thought about that ever since I was a little kid, man. Like, why can't we just make up a day? Have it fun day, right? And I always said the people at Dodger Stadium would have to work and the Dodgers would have to work because I would want fun day. I'd want to go watch the Dodgers or something. Certain amounts of people would have to work. Speaking of working, Tuesday the 5th, that's a week from tomorrow. We're going to be here working late into the night. Myself, John Girardi, political consultant, Tal Cloud, will be covering our, our local, of course, our our state, and also updating you what's happening across the country because a lot of delegates coming in on Super Tuesday across America. Trump had a big night in South Carolina, if anybody wants to say, anybody even wants to utter, well, he didn't win 40% of the Republicans. In 2016, when he won the presidency, he only won 33% of South Carolina. He lost 45% in 2016. Big numbers, big numbers coming in in South Carolina. Probably not a really good idea, though, to pull old Senator Lindsey Graham out there. He got he got booed on stage. That That had to be uncomfortable for everybody involved. But especially Lindsey Graham getting booed in your home state. See, Trump, we we see through these rhino fake Republicans, man. Stop pulling them back out on the state. Have you ever had anybody squat on your property? Have you ever known anybody that can't kick somebody out of a rental? I happen to. I had a good friend in San Francisco, couldn't get of a roommate. 
and my mom and dad in Colorado, this condo that they own when they moved up to Detroit area. They kept it there. And we had to go offer the guy money to move out. It was, oh, it made me so mad. Hey, let's come back and let's talk squatters and illegals next.